This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. So the Rugby World Cup is into its quarterfinals. It's the time of do or die where hopes uh, will either take flight or crash and burn. John Robbie, Robbie Kempson, once again with me so that we can unpack what to expect in the last eight of the tournament. Uh, John Robbie, we've been talking about the three World Cup finals in a row and they start essentially on Saturday. The World Cup starts now. Everything else has been a warm-up. Mm. I mean, when you think about it, apart from players who are injured or who are banned because of disciplinary reasons, it doesn't matter what has gone before. It doesn't matter whether you've been lucky, unlucky, hard done by, whatever. It all starts now. Three finals, who can win them? And each game has got history mm. surrounding it. It's got, uh, um, I don't know, romance surrounding it. It's got David versus Goliath. Mm. And the amazing thing is, after each game, we'll look back and say, gee, that was obvious. I always thought that was going to happen. <laughs> but now it's hard to call. Perhaps, dare I say it, with the exception of the South African game. And let's talk about that history, Robbie Kempson, uh, that John Robbie refers to with the South African-Japan game. South Africa obviously will not want to mess this one up, but Japan should be believing in themselves coming into this match. Well, they should believe in themselves. I just think uh, they, they probably have done their, their World Cup final against Scotland. Um, certainly, they put a lot into that game. So, you know, from our point of view, in the way that we're preparing for this game, you know, six-two split on the bench. There's no question about the man in which we're going, we're going to go about mm. our business. We're going to bully them. We're going to try to kick the, the bombs up on them, and you know they're going to have to try to play rugby from deep in their own half. So, I, I'm actually not too concerned about this game. I think the, I think the Springboks should win it relatively comfortably. Um, I, I do think we're just going to be that much stronger than them, and that perhaps the, the fatigue and, from all the euphoria that they got, you know, getting into this uh, quarterfinal might be just a little bit too much for them. I agree with Robbie. You know that that regardless of what happens, these Japanese are heroes. Mm. They're heroes in mm. the world and they are superheroes in Japan, uh, you know, regardless of what happens. And anytime you go into a game where you don't have that tiny fear, then there's always a problem. We've spoken about that for that with South Africa. And maybe now being heroes has just taken that element of fear away from the Japanese. So I agree exactly with, with Robbie. We're going to play it no-nonsense rugby. We're going to try and grind them up front. We're going to try and use their tank of petrol and then run. But uh, regardless of what happens, they've set the seal. The, 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 the Japanese team mm. and also their supporters have set the, the whole tone of the World Cup. It's been marvellous. Robbie, now uh, we played the, Japan, the Japanese in the warm-up match in the pre-tournament. How much of uh, uh, tactics uh, and the game plan do you think Rassi Rasmus is going to take from the Japs? The Japanese side's come, you know, leaps and bounds from where that, that game was. And you know, South Africa are going to have to be on their top form to ensure that we get the results. But then again, I mean, I've been a knockout. And you know, I think just the manner in which we're going to approach this game with mm. that massive forward pack with the kicking game that we definitely going to utilise. I think that will be too much for this Japanese side to be able to contain. I agree. I mean, think think about that first scrum. The yeah. very first scrum of the game is going to be hugely, hugely important. Now, I was there in Brighton, as I keep reminding you, yeah. four years ago, and, and everyone said, we'll scrum them into pieces. And the Japanese took channel one ball in, out and away. You watch Fafta Klerk is going to hound the Japanese scrum half uh, Nagare. I can just imagine the Japanese, if they get crumpled in that first scrum, if it goes against them. Penalty 
penalty to South Africa, ball into the corner, ball thrown into Lewitt, drive over. Yeah. And that's what will be repeated until we're 20 to 30 points up. And and there's no chance of us taking them, uh, you know, lightly or anything like that. Rassi has been talking about how they're now a tier one nation, etc. So I think early on we'll see a clue to the game. And if early on it goes like that, just yeah. watch the Japanese heads fall. But as I say, they'll still be heroes. We won't take them lightly at all, John Robbie, but most of us will be sitting here going, we could probably, we should win this game quite comfortably even, uh, so to speak. Even even I've been thinking that. Ex- even I've been exactly. thinking that. <laughs> but now you, you as a Japanese supporter or as a Japanese player, what do you need to do right to get one over the Springboks? Well, everything. If you think about it, just about everything has gone right for them mm. up till now. I mean, they've played this high-tempo game, which has been amazing. And yet, in a way, Ireland were caught short, but everybody else hasn't been able to stop that high-tempo game. In fact, that's the game the Scots play. But think about the game against Scotland. The Japanese were murdering them, mm. and they nearly got caught in the end. Their mm. petrol ran out. They couldn't quite sustain it. And, and at some stage under pressure, all those passes that have stuck, all the things that have come off are not going to come off mm. and then suddenly they're behind suddenly they're chasing the game and then it might be slightly different but uh, you know if they get off to a great start and intercept they get one of their wingers put away I mean the little scrum half his distribution is is amazing yeah. but it's very difficult to do that when the, there's a tidal wave of your own forwards falling back on your head I've had that a few times in my career yeah. I can tell you and it's difficult so I, I think in fact you know, this is a dangerous thing to say. That's the easiest game to call of the quarterfinals. I would think so too. Robbie Kempson, would you agree with that? Absolutely agree with that. I think um, also, you know, if you watch those previous games, Japan's played very passive defences that have come up and then South Africa don't use that. They use a, you know, an outside in defence yep. in their face. I think we're just going to be too physical for them. And you know, John speaks about, you know, falling forward, falling back onto the scrum off, I think it's exactly you know, going to be our mindset. Mm. Let's bully them, let's get off the line, let's ensure that they don't have the opportunities for offloads and, and to create space. And I think they're going to battle with that. I think we're going to strangle them with regards to their attacking. So I think it will be the easier of the games to call for the quarterfinals and South Africa should win it relatively comfortably. I think also Wayne Barnes is a referee who suits us. He's yeah. very definite, he's very straight, he's, he, he, he plays it, um, I don't know, he, he hasn't got that Monsieur play on that some of the French referees have that suits a loose side and suits an underdog. So I think we saw in the game that we had him earlier on just how good he is, the Italy game, and I think that'll suit us. Mm. As, as Heineke Mayer famously said to me one time, you look at upsets in rugby, they always come when there's a French referee. Luckily, we don't have one. <laughs> Absolutely. You look at the other three quarterfinals, the match that sticks out for me, England-Australia. John, what do you make of that? Well, all of them stick out. I mean, they're all fantastic uh, games. England-Australia, two former Clubmates who mm. are now, uh, you know, coaches of of, of the sides. Um, we've got we've got uh, um, a lot of history there. Some of it has been slightly slightly difficult history. Yeah. There's been some controversy, and uh, you know, England have, have, have had the wood over Australia recently. And yet, you get the feeling about this Australia team. They've been building for this World Cup and almost building for this particular game. And then in the middle, England drop the player who has been their best player by miles. Mm. George Ford has controlled every game. He's run, he's kicked, he's organised. And then suddenly Eddie Jones has said, no, 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 we've dropped him. Now that's immediately caused, you know, what on earth is going on? And yet if you look underneath the surface, the two best performance England's have had, England have had recently have been in the Six Nations against Ireland and in the warm-up game against Ireland, who were in the midfield, Henry Slade and Manu Tuolangi. And also with the physical um, Owen Farrell outside, mm. plus the 
fact the, that the Australians have picked Christian uh, Liliafano at fly half. Watch them running down that particular channel. I expect England to win that game, mm. but with the Australians, you never quite know. And also, we've talked about the back row, the Australians, Pooper, with David Pocock <laughs> and Hooper. Well, England have gone in a way with a very, very similar back row with Sam Underhill and Tom Curry. So watch those collisions mm. uh, at the breakdown. It's going to be explosive. Do you agree, Robbie? Absolutely agree with you. I think also you talk about muscling up with those, you know, the, the fly-off and the two centres. Uh, you know, Vunipolo, both of them are very important to this cause, the way they carry, the way they get over that advantage line. And I think the breakdown battle, as you've mentioned, is going to be important. But I think that Eddie's gone for just the, the most physical possible pack that he can. So he, he wants to muscle them up. And I think he could probably thinks that he can do that against this Australian pack. And if the, you know, if the big lads they've got outside, you mustn't forget they've got pace of plenty. They've got, you know, Elliot, Daly at the back. Um, they've got some fantastic runners that uh, can score tries from far out. So I, I think from the England perspective, I think they are going to bully them, but they certainly are going to... I, I would get them to be winning this game probably a bit more comfortably than people might expect. Um, I do think Australia are dangerous. But I think this England side, um, particularly one Eddie has selected, it's, it's going to be you know, quite difficult for them to, be, to beat them. There is a French referee, though, mm. I will mention. They referee <laughs> upsets. <laughs> and the other thing, just looking at the sides, with the selections that have been, been made, even taking into to account some of their surprises, I mean, for example, the Australians playing Jordan Pattaya, this 19-year-old winger in mm. the centre mm. for a game like this is quite extraordinary. Mm. But if you look at the actual bench, particularly in the background... In the, back, in, the, in the back line, you have to say, off the bench, there might just be more danger in that, Austro- uh, in that Australian bench. So if the, te- if the teams are level, after 60 minutes, after 65 minutes, you might just see the game swing Australia's way. But I think that's going to be a fantastic game. And my word, there's no love lost between those sides. Absolutely not. But geez, uh, John, you'd expect uh, the best players to be on the park for such an important game. Well, who's the best players? You know, who are the best players? Mm. You know, the best players are the players who the coach selects for that particular game. And Eddie Jones has always said it's a 23-man team. It's not a 15-man yeah. team now. And the other thing, though, is, I mean, he, he's, he's actually said that George Ford is very disappointed. Now, George Ford is one of the captains of the team. He's a magnificent player. Will that affect the team spirit? I doubt it. I mean, mm. Eddie is too um, experienced to allow something like that to, to affect the team spirit. And he's probably prepared the team teams four surprise selections all the way all the way through but of course all this preparation and suggestion counts for nothing when the whistle blows and you know it's 80 minutes and anything can happen anything can happen we, all, we have another crack of a match new zealand island the irish fancy themselves in this one robbie kimson they've beaten new zealand uh, twice and a number of those players are in the team again uh, how do you think they'll match up this time around yeah i think this might be a step too far for them it all depends on conor murray and sexton how they control the game um, and if they can manage to, and they've lost Aki for this game as well, for that, uh, that tackle that he did. So, mm. uh, and also the fourth pack, I mean, how, how far does Furlong go? And how, how does Thunder get his carries going? And Omani, you know, what what is he bring to the table? And, you know, in the games that they've played up to now, they haven't really been outstanding. Um, they, they're really, they're going to need those key players uh, like Ryan, etc., to really up the game and the intensity. I mean, for them to, I think, get close to New Zealand. New Zealand is that side that is going to be very difficult to be Vitalik's back into the mix. Um, it's, mm. it's going to be a, a tough one, I think, for Ireland. Can they win it? I do think they do have that opportunity, but they're really going to have to be on. You know, the, this will be their World Cup final. They're going to have to be spot on with their form. 
Very, very interesting. I got an email from Ollie Campbell, uh, the famous uh, ex-Irish and Lions fly half. And he said, I'm going for Ireland in this one with mm. my heart and with my head. Mm. Now, he's great mates with Joe Schmidt. And, of course, Joe Schmidt is one of the most organised coaches and clever coaches in, in the world. And what the Irish do is they've got a... Huge fitness and, and, and conditioning, we know that. But they've got per- persistence, they've got organisation, they've got a magnificent defence, and they just go through the phases, through the phases, through the phases. Remember that drop goal when they beat France? They mm. went 40 phases mm. to set up a drop goal, goal to win it. The other thing is, I'm totally amazed that Ryan Crutty has been left out of that New Zealand yes. backline. And if you look at that New Zealand backline, with the exception of Bowden Barrett and Aaron Smith, it's a very inexperienced yeah. backline. Yeah. It really rears an... It, an inexperienced yeah. backline, and and I've got a feeling the Irish just feel if everything goes right that they can catch that New Zealand side. Now I I tend to think it's going to be closer than Robbie Kempson thinks, and in a funny sort of a way, I I I would like I'd like Ireland to win because obviously it's my second team yeah. having having played for them with their great lack of success. I might <laughs> uh, I might add, but having said that, looking at it from a South African perspective, I'd love to continue the World Cup with without New Zealand. I think that game is going to be closer than Robbie Kempson thinks. Ooh, Rugby World Cup 2019 final minus three is a about to kick off this weekend. Gentlemen, let me get your predictions. Uh, start with you, Robbie Kempson. South Africa versus uh, Japan. Nah, South Africa, fairly comfortably, I think. Uh, probably by at least 11. Um, but yeah, they, I don't think we're going to battle too much against them. And the others? Um, I'm still back in New Zealand, uh, John. Sorry yep. to say. <laughs> I just think, uh, you know, when, when, when that machine starts grinding, and I think it will start grinding now as we hit the, the, the knockout stages, I do, it probably will be a very tight game up until the last 10, 15 minutes. But I still think New Zealand will have the edge on Ireland and pretty much the same for me. I think that England will have too much for Australia as well. What about Wales-France, a game we haven't really spoken yeah. of? And while we're talking yeah. here, we haven't got the, the sides. But I think we can uh, predict what sides are going to be there. I would, I would say Wales on paper will, will win fairly comfortably. But the French in World Cups, I mean, you think about very, it. I think they've been, what, yeah, losers cool. three times in World Cups. They've beaten the All Blacks twice when, when yeah. nobody gave them a chance. And, and suddenly the French, you know, they're a strange lot suddenly out of total chaos and divisiveness comes this amazing team spirit they've got some injuries at halfback which is a little bit of a worry but uh, you know on their day everybody is scared of the French click but mm. I, I would go for Wales on, on that particular one I must say what about you Robs? I'd go for Wales as well but you're so right you know the French particularly when you know now they've won a well, fire their coach and the captain gets dropped and they, they seem to galvanise themselves and get themselves into a different <laughs> headspace so they can can be a difficult lot, those gents. So, uh, but I still think Wales should have too much. So I think that's a very experienced back. I don't want Jones is the epitome of, you know, um, of, a, of a leader that's managed to take a side. You know, perhaps at times hasn't played at its best, but certainly has one big game. So I still go with Wales there. Yeah, I mean, I would go South Africa and Japan. South Africa to win fairly easily. Yep. I, won't, I won't give you a score. England-Australia, it's a game Australia could well win, but I'll go with England. I'll yep. go with England. I think the pack will just be too strong. Oh, you know, head, head, <laughs> head and heart. I'm going to go for Ireland simply because my friend Ollie Campbell, yes. one of the greatest rugby players I've ever played with, yes. all right, and the nicest guys, he said his head and his heart are both going for Ireland. There's something special coming out of that Ooh. Ireland camp, and I'm going to go for Wales as well. But as I said, once those quarterfinals are over, we look back and say, oh, it was all so obvious. And the right. amazing thing is then we got to go through it again in the semifinals. And I <laughs> really look forward to that. I'm with you, John Robbie, on all 
all of your predictions besides that Island uh, New Zealand one. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Robbie Kimson, I'm, I'm with you on that one. But uh, gentlemen, thank you so much. It all gets underway on Saturday, 19th of October at uh, quarter past nine, England and Australia, the quarterfinals of the 2019 Rugby World Cup. Cheers. This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. Engage with the team now. Hashtag Sports Talk. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review it on your favourite podcast app, livepodcasts.fm.